welcome back to Green About Media and part two of our special coverage of the recent Show Heroes and Sadara collaboration event, Decarbonising Digital Media. If you missed part one, I highly recommend that you go back and check that out as this episode is a direct continuation of the information covered and represents the second half of the webinar. To sum up briefly, we heard from Eric Shi, Chief Operating Officer at Carbon Intelligence Platform Sadara, uh, thank you, everyone, uh, as he explained uh, the basics of today. scope measurement and supply chain emissions, and today we're going to continue with carbon measurement standardization, supply chain transparency, as well as five steps toward net zero. We pick up where we left off with Eric on standardization. So where do we stand from a carbon measurement standardization perspective today? Well, as I mentioned, there's already a global standard, right, for corporate emissions measurement, and that is the Greenhouse Gas Protocol. The Greenhouse Gas Protocol, or GHG as it's commonly referred to, is the foundational standard of all the carbon emissions measurements concepts that we've been discussing since the beginning of the show, and is most known for establishing the scope measurement system that we now categorise all emissions into. The GHG began development in the late 90s after a series of international talks and conventions, such as the Rio Earth Summit held by the UN in 1992. It was agreed during these talks that there needed to be a globally recognised framework surrounding carbon emissions. Its goal was to create a measurement standard, provide transparency surrounding carbon emissions through the introduction of a common language, and provide tools to help organisations make informed decisions about their carbon dioxide equivalent emitting activities. As a framework, it has been further refined and developed over the years, and it stands as the generalised standard framework for measurement. But as we get deeper into things at a more granular level, it's becoming clear that different industries have different needs in terms of the specifications of those measurement standardizations. Now, within industries, there are actually even further standardization efforts on measurement when you think about agriculture or the food industries. Even the media industry now is working towards standardization uh, in organizations such as the IEB for, for programmatic. Uh, but also GARM and AdNet Zero, more broadly for the advertising industry, they are working on um, media measurement uh, standardization frameworks. Now, GARM has actually made some good progress. If you're not familiar with GARM, it's the Global Alliance of Responsible Media. And as part of the World Federation of Advertisers, or WFA, uh, and they actually released an action guide uh, at Cannes in, in June. Linked in the show notes. Uh, which really gave that the 10 to recommended actions for advertisers to start reducing carbon emissions uh, from from media, right? And and we'll talk about that in a second how that applies here. Uh, but there are there are still some drawbacks on standardization today, or um, you know we, there are there's no global standardization around what emission factors you use. For for example, there are different databases and you still have some leeway on the types of emission factors you might apply without the standards. And then also, what values do you include or exclude in measurement uh, is, is also not standardized to some, uh, to some respect. And a great example would be um, when you think about your data center. If you use Google or, or AWS, those two companies have actually different ways of, of measuring the emissions from usage of those data centers. Um, one company might include what we call the embodied emissions for those data centers, the emissions that, that come from the, the, obviously the, the creation of those servers, uh, and then also the end of life of those servers. But one company might not include those. So 
again, there's no standard from that perspective. So there, there is uh, sometimes discrepancy when you think about uh, measurement in that perspective. Now, in the next section, we want to talk about why it's what the first step of decarbonization, in our opinion, is is actually having transparency on emissions, and why why is it so important for for corporations, for businesses, including obviously businesses being publishers in this case, to be transparent on their emissions. But before we get there, so how many companies actually already have a net zero target? Most brands today, most companies, when you think about brands, advertisers, their companies, are starting to measure their carbon emissions. Actually, over half of Fortune 500 companies today have a net zero or carbon reduction target. And if you think about the logos on this slide, uh, the Apples of the world, IBMs, etc. Well, these companies all have net zero targets. And what that means now is that they're going through their business, as well as all of their supply chains, some examples of supply chains here on this screen. Marketing for them is is one of many supply chains. And um, the one we're talking about here, of course, and has an impact directly on publishers, uh, they are going through and trying to measure the emissions in those supply chains and ultimately find ways to reduce emissions so they can reach their target year. For Apple, for example, they have a target year of 2030 to reach net zero. So now they are uh, actively going out to suppliers and, and finding ways to, to reduce the emissions so they can they meet their target. Of course, why is this happening? Uh, companies want to make an environmental impact. There's no question, but there are many other drivers behind it, right? And there are government regulations in place now in Europe and the UK. Such as the European climate law. Where over 50,000 companies will need to start reporting carbon emissions as early as next year. Even California in the US uh, is about to pass their own law, which will impact another 10,000 companies uh, that are doing business in California. They have to report their emissions. Uh, and of course, the U.S. might follow uh, with more broader, with more broad federal regulations. Uh, but even beyond government regulations, there are capital markets concerns. When you're a business and you're trying to raise money today, your ESG score, uh, or essentially your sustainability score, will have an impact on your cost of capital. Increasingly, consumers want more sustainable products and services, and as such. Regulations and potential financial loss through fines and penalties aside, your organization's commitment to sustainability will have a greater and greater impact on your bottom line going into the future. So before we talk about reduction and reducing emissions, the first step is transparency. You need to figure out what you're starting with, your baseline, before you can set a target and understand what you need to reduce over time, right? As we discussed in the last episode, it really is critical that you understand where your emissions are really coming from so that you can report and support your measurements. You need to be able to make informed decisions and confidently stand behind your claims in an increasingly scrutinous environment. It also obviously drives accountability. Uh, so everybody knows the sort of the North Star they need to, to work towards. Um, but ultimately, this will support the industry to decarbonize at scale. If companies have emissions data is sort of the goal that will drive the industry towards decarbonization. Without data, there's no way for, for companies to really start thinking about reduction. Um, and then a final point, of course, you want to base uh, your goals and, and any sort of re reduction claims on, on, real, on real data, on obviously scientifically backed data. So you want to avoid greenwashing, uh, which is obviously a challenge in this market. And now we're already starting to see the impact of this, right? More broadly, companies are starting to demand that the suppliers that they work with 
are transparent with their emissions. Transparency in this situation is key and was one of the core goals of the original GHG protocol. Transparency not just in an organisation being upfront about what they're doing, but transparency in the process of carbon measurement as a whole to enable said companies to look at their emissions data and be able to meaningfully compare it to that of their stakeholders and general supply chain. Otherwise there's no way that anyone along the chain can make informed decisions about their own reduction, less work in sync with one another on reducing carbon emissions. And it is working in sync all along the chain with the same standards and goals where the real reduction begins to happen. Just two months ago, Amazon had announced that all the suppliers that they work with in their supply chains uh, will need to start reporting carbon emissions starting next year. And also, and they have to provide a reduction target, right? Or uh, a path towards a reduction for their emissions. The same thing has happened with other companies like Microsoft, SAP, and others. They're starting to demand that their suppliers uh, really start passing back that, that carbon data. And you're starting to see the same trend here, right? In, in the media industry, I mentioned GARM before. Well, GARM, in their action guide that they released, the number one action is for advertisers uh, to build what they call sustainability-assured media partner list. And what does this mean? Meaning actually getting links in your supply chain to measure their emissions with a common system and then essentially rank them on a sustainable partner list. Possibly even reaching out to work with and help them improve their ranking on your list or get them on there in the first place. So finding a way to have those suppliers also make commitments to reduce their emissions. And as you could see here, there's just some samples of brands yeah, that Sadar even works with, uh, like Sanofi and Pepsi, where, where uh, they are starting to lean in and trying to get data from different uh, vendors or publishers that they work with in their supply chain uh, to start measuring their 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 environmental impact in, in media. Right, this is a this is the trend that has really kicked off in earnest this year. Right, so things are beginning to change. Companies great and small are starting to invest in measurement and supply chain emissions analysis to put real money into consultation, tech and partnerships to set and strive to achieve net zero targets. And to be honest, not out of the goodness of their hearts either, but because that is what consumers, stakeholders and increasingly key partners that our interconnected industry relies on are flat out demanding. So this leads us to a critical point. How is your organization going to get to net zero by 2030? Here's what Eric advises. Carbon emissions reduction starts with transparency. So the first step for you as a business is really start measuring. Without measurement, you don't know where to, where to start, um, ultimately with reduction and, and where you should be uh, making an impact. And so further along those lines, uh, you, you want to implement a reduction strategy once you have that data that aligns with the the net zero targets, I would say, of the industry, of course, like as you mentioned, 2030 is a great goal for, for the advertising industry, but also clients. These clients are, are, as I mentioned before, these brands are companies that also have net zero targets, and they're going to, to look at their suppliers and make sure that the suppliers that they're working with have similarly aligned net zero targets, right? Is it 2030? Is it 2040? Whatever that might be. 
Uh, of course, when you think about your business and, and your value chain, your own scope three missions, you should be thinking about partnering with sustainable companies uh, because just like uh, you might have an impact on scope three missions for another company above you in the supply chain, companies that you work with in your own supply chain will have an impact on your scope three missions. So it is important to get a handle of who you're working with and getting data back from them in the long term. Um, and then some tactical things to think about from a digital perspective, right? Because we're working in a world with data centers and servers and CDNs, uh, it's important to invest in digital infrastructure and technology uh, that is leaning in towards renewable energy. And a lot of companies are, are already doing this, but um, switching to renewable energy is, is a simple step, right, to, to getting off of fossil fuels and, and lowering emissions. Uh, down looking at the the advertising side of things. Uh, when you're delivering campaigns, there's also some some gains in, in reduction by looking at your assets, right? What type of creatives are you delivering? Are you trying to obviously optimize the size of those assets, the formats? How much video are you delivering versus display? Are you streaming versus preloading? And streaming is actually preferred uh, method of delivery to reduce emissions. So there are a number of things that obviously that, that can be done today um, and tactics you can implement to, to start reducing after you've measured, of course, uh, to really start getting you on the path as a business to net zero. The last point I'll leave you with is I mentioned AdNet Zero. AdNet Zero, AdNet Zero is an organization with the goal of helping the advertising industry have a positive impact on the climate change emergency. It was launched in the UK a couple of years ago, but has now expanded globally and is steadily gaining traction in the US and other markets. Ultimately, there are about 200 plus members at Net Zero, uh, including uh, Sadar being one of them. But one of the, the number one actions for at Net Zero and is actually is having companies measure the their own emissions, right? Reduce it, measure reducing emissions from their operations. And just in June, they've announced uh, as a mandate, right, to all the members of at Net Zero that they have to uh, set a science-based Net Zero target, which ultimately will require all companies in net zero to measure their emissions. Um, and this will likely have a, you know, uh, an indirect impact as it continues to trickle down to the rest of the industry where more and more companies will, will have to, to start measuring or reporting their emissions throughout the supply chain. Right. Uh, so it, this is a great, I think this is a great uh, initiative because it will help the industry get on that path towards reduction. And the first step is obviously, as I mentioned, measurement. With that, I want to say thank you to everyone, obviously, who has listened in today. Uh, the team at Show Heroes, as well as Sadar, is here to support you in the future. We hope we can work together and helping the industry become a bit greener, more environmentally friendly, and, and helping publishers like yourselves uh, on the path towards reduction in emissions. Thank you all again for joining us today on this special two-part episode, Decarbonizing Digital Media with Show Heroes and Sadara. If you'd like to look into measuring your own company's CO2e emissions, I've linked Sadara's measurement tool in the show notes. There you can also find links to some of the policies and plans that we talked about in this episode. Thank you again to Eric Shee, Sadara and Show Heroes for putting on this webinar and allowing me to use the content to make this podcast. Season two of the show is really getting close. We're off the back of some fantastic interviews to bring to you all in the not too distant future. But in the meantime, 
If you haven't listened to the first season of the show, the information therein is still totally relevant and well worth your time if you want to learn more about digital sustainability. For a change of flavour, you can also check out Nadia Kosky's Women Lead podcast, also over on the Digital Distillery Network. It's one of my favourites, where Nadia interviews successful leaders from all over the world, sharing their stories on success and failure, career growth, triumph, it's all good stuff. For a bit of digital media travel, you can check out our most recent episode on the Digital Distillery podcast, where we went to the mountains in Austria and talked all about sustainable tourism. If you like this episode, it's really helpful for us if you rate and review it and tell a friend. That's it from me today, and I look forward to seeing you all again soon next time on Green About Media.